Welcome to Trench Talk, the podcast of practical shepherding. Uh, if my voice sounds uh, familiar but different, it's because I'm not Brian Croft. Uh, this is Jim Sevastio, uh, Brian's sidekick and uh, podcast ministry. And if you listen to the last uh, practical shepherding podcast, uh, Brian interviewed three of my four children, and uh, that was with a desire that. Uh, It would be helpful to uh, men in ministry to learn how to uh, better love and serve their kids in ministry so that ministry doesn't become a a roadblock to family happiness. And so I am joined today in studio with three lovely young ladies, and I'm going to ask you each to introduce yourself, and we'll start over here uh, and tell us who you are and... Uh, maybe a little bit about what you're doing in life, what you're doing right now. Yeah, so my name is Abby. Um, I'm the oldest out of the three of us. Um, and I'm currently, I'm still living around here. Um, I have a job as an EMT. Um, so I've just, just been working a lot, really. Um, taking a little break from school to um, to be working. But, um, yeah. All right. Abby Croft, Brian's oldest daughter. And next we have... I'm Claire. <laughs> um, I am the youngest, and I'm out do just doing school and skating, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Oh, and uh, Claire, what do you and I have in common? Uh, we share the same birthday. <laughs> we share the same birthday, but we're not the same age. I'm not sure how that works out, That's but somehow we... Uh, I'm a little bit older, like a, by a century. All right. And then we have... All right. Hi, I'm Isabel. I'm the middle child, and I'm a senior in high school, and I work at Blaze Pizza. <laughs> yes, you do. In fact, I've seen you there. And uh, what's your plans? Are you wanting to go to school next year, or what are you going to do? Yeah, definitely. Uh, looking at colleges and ACTs and, you know, all the senior all that, stuff. All that fun stuff. Well, great. Uh you all grew up uh, really, I can say, almost your entire lives. Your dad has just retired from full-time pastoral ministry just uh, under a year ago. So you spent your all your growing up life, as at least from all that you can remember. So I guess, Abby, you were maybe three or so when, you, when your dad went to Auburndale? I was, yeah, two or three. So Isabel and Claire weren't even around yet when we were over there. Born. Yeah. So I'm going to ask us kind of a broad question, and uh, maybe Abby, start with you. Uh, as you've gotten older, especially, and you reflect back, you've gotten to know other kids and seen other families where dads have other kinds of jobs. What stands out about what it was like being a pastor's kid? Um, I feel like I was able to get a better understanding of the church and what it's like to be a Christian just because we grew up going to church. I feel like if I didn't grow up doing that, and um, if I maybe grew up in a home where I wasn't around a bunch of Christians, it definitely would have been harder for me once I got older to start going to church and figuring out you know, what this whole Christian thing is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like since we grew up, especially with the pastor, it was a lot easier. I felt like we were really lucky to be able to have an understanding of Christianity yeah. and have somebody who's able to walk through the Bible with us and... So good. Okay. Um, maybe Isabel, ask you secondly. What do you? What? Do you, what? Did anything stand out to you as you think about what it was like um, 
maybe when you're in it, I know my kids said it's, they didn't know any other life. So it's, you know, it's obviously hard to compare, but it, what, what do you think about when you think about growing up as a pastor's kid? Well, I feel like one of the things that stands out the most is that, you know, people go to church when they're younger. They'll go to like one service or they'll go to like a Sunday school. But on Sundays, we would be there from like 8 a.m. And then Mm. we would be there all the way through the Mm -hmm. entire day. And then if there was a service at night and Bible studies and all that. So we were kind of in it like it was basically a part of our entire life instead of it being like one day of it. Which is a good thing. I feel Mm -hmm. like it was good to be able, we kind of, what Abby said, we kind of were able to get deep into like what the Bible means and Mm -hmm. different meanings and all the, you know, stories and stuff like that. And I think it definitely helped us have a better understanding of what the Bible means and Christianity. Okay. Hey, birthday buddy. What about, what about you? Um, I think it was a lot of like repetitive weekends you know Mm because it was the same thing every sunday and seeing all my other siblings you know um actually try and get closer god kind of motivated me to you know really strengthen my faith with him you know Mm -hmm. it was kind of like some motivation so but it was a lot of repetitiveness for like over a decade of just nonstop. but i i don't know i didn't really mind it but that was just kind of part of it okay did you all feel like there were special expectations on you? Uh, some kids, I know pastor kids talk about growing up, what they going to say, like a, a fishbowl or something like that. Or everybody looks at you and you have to act a certain way. Did you feel that pressure from the church? I'm going to ask you that question. And then also ask, did you feel it in any way from your from your parents, like your your maybe even your mom saying you're the pastor's kid, you have to act a certain way, or um, or even from your dad, you know, don't embarrass me or anything like that. Was was that ever a, a pressure? Any of you want to chime in? Uh, I'm gonna have to say yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like especially from the church, I think because my dad was. He wasn't just the pastor of the church. He was the senior pastor. Right. And I feel like that definitely put some pressure on us. If we um, if one of our sporting events caused us to be gone for a weekend and then we came back, everybody was like, you guys weren't at church this week. Where have mm-hmm. you guys been? It's mm-hmm. like everybody in the church knew that even if one or two of us were gone, we were gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely feel like there's a lot of pressure of like, you need to be here every single Sunday. You need to be, you know, we need to wear dress nice. Like we definitely could feel people looking at us. I feel like it's the same way for my mom too. So I didn't really feel like, personally, I didn't feel like there was pressure from my mom and dad to where you guys need to make us look good because everybody's watching us. I right. felt more like my mom felt that pressure too. And even my dad felt that pressure because like we knew all of us were kind of being watched and looked on by the church. So, mm. yeah. Girls, anything else? Are you, are you other young ladies? Uh... Um, I feel like pastors' families kind of like, they look at it as like a picture of like, you know, you know, the parents get along and the kids are perfect and they have no no issues and all that. And um, I definitely felt that like from a lot of church members, especially not necessarily like immediate family. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that even if they don't know, they put a pastor's family on some kind of like pedestal, sure. you know. And so it was difficult at times because you kind of had to put on like a smile and like oh hi Mm -hmm. um but i think that 
once we kind of started getting older and understanding it, uh, we were able to come into our own person, but still be, you know, a good pastor's family, I guess, mm. if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, no, sure. Um, yeah, so I definitely felt the pressure, especially since we had to sit in the very front row of church. Um, mm. And you could definitely feel like everyone's eyes on you right. during all of it. And I don't think our parents really pressured us to be this like big pastor family, but it was kind of more of an unspoken pressure okay. that was kind of like hinted there. Did you ever feel like you couldn't be open and honest with your struggles because you, you had to fear making it would make your dad look bad or it might undermine his ministry if you... If you were struggling with your faith or you were struggling in relationships and that you had to almost felt you, you, you could never really be honest, did you ever struggle with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I mean, I felt like with my family, I felt like I could be open, but if we're going around greeting everybody in the morning at church and they're like, hey, how are you doing? I didn't always feel like I could just really tell them how I felt. Mm. Sometimes I felt like I needed oh, yeah. to say, oh yeah, we're we're doing all right. We're hanging in there, you know, but then not yeah. really elaborate on it because yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Uh did you did that with friends or with peers, you know, talking like even outside of church, if if you had a um that's another issue we can go back to in a moment because I know you 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 didn't have a whole lot because you were in a church almost a church mm -hmm. revitalization, so there weren't a lot of peers, but as mm -hmm. you got a little bit older did you feel the freedom to be able to, if, uh, you know, behind closed doors, you're spending the night at a friend's house or they're over at your house? You know, if you said, you know, I, you know, whether I'm struggling or, or I'm struggling at home or did you always feel like no, I can't say those things because I might jeopardize dad's job or how people view him? Was that ever a, a pressure? Or did you feel like, no, it's OK, dad, dad's OK with that. Dad wants us to be honest and find help and friendships or was there a, a tension there or how did that work out? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if it was to a friend that was like maybe outside of the church because everyone, cause he was a senior pastor, everyone kind of was like looking up to him mm -hmm. because he is the person to look up to. And so if I went to a church member and was like, Hey, I, da, 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 I would think that they would go and tell my dad or something. Okay. And like, I just, it was kind of complicated, but if it was somebody that was outside of at least that church, the one that he pastored, I think that um, it would be, I would be able to like open up. And I think that all of us can kind of mm -hmm. feel that too, is that like, it wasn't necessarily like in general, I think it was just the people who looked up to him. It was hard to go up to them and say something if we were struggling. Okay. Um. When you were growing up, from what I understand, there weren't a whole lot of young people at mm -mm. At, at the church. No. Um, what was that like for you? Did it did that? Did you ever resent that? Did you ever think I wish Dad were at a different church, or was it okay? Did you you know that uh, you recognize you know this is just a few hours out of the week that we're here, or how did that affect you? Um, it was hard, honestly. Um, so my Sunday school class from middle school and on up, honestly, even some of elementary school, we had four people in our Sunday school class. Mm -hmm. It was me and my older brother and then um, two of our friends that were both around my brother's age. So it was just the four of us for several years. Mm -hmm. um, so the four of us grew really close because of it, but it was also hard because, you know, out of the 
besides the four of us, everyone else was either a lot younger or they were a lot older. So it was hard to have any other friends at the church. Um, so I do wish that there's more kids there that were our age um, so that we could have had some more friends around because we we're also homeschooled. So yeah. it was definitely hard not being able to have more friends there. Let me, I, I've got to I have a follow up in just a minute. But uh, girls, anything else you want to add to that? Uh, uh, not really. Okay. So, um, the thing with only knowing people from like our church because we were homeschooled is I wish that we had more socialization with people just like in general. And I feel like the mix of being homeschooled and going to a church where there's not a lot of kids, it was hard for us to kind of have like social life and outside friends that wasn't involved with the few people we knew. Okay. And I mean, my class was bigger than yours, mm -hmm. but it was still only eight or nine people. And I mean, I grew up with them, of course, and I'm still friends with a couple of them, but I do wish that I had socialization, even if it was outside of the church, like okay. if it was at a school or just i don't know a hangout or whatever but that's definitely something that i think would probably help with like socializing okay yeah i didn't really have any a little closer to them like sorry, i didn't really have any like friends friends i had like a couple friends at church mm -hmm. um but i wasn't like super close with like i was maybe like one person i was really close with um so i didn't really have like a big group of friends until i started going to an actual school and that okay. kind of was the start. So I agree with you that I would want more like socialization. But there were some things your dad did, your mom and dad did. He got you in, you know, all, of course, the reason I got to meet your dad originally was because it, it was in a sense through you, Abby, through mm -hmm. you uh, doing gymnastics. And uh, one of the girls yeah. in our church, Joanna, was doing gymnastics with you. And it was um, her parents told me about your dad. So uh, were those are some efforts I guess your your folks tried yeah. to make. I mean, there were some things, sports, or were there other things? Were there other times, like maybe trying to, if there was other churches or youth groups in town that were doing things to try to help you get plugged in a little bit of that? Well, the sports definitely helped a lot with our social lives. I feel like that's how I met a lot of my friends and got my social life was through doing gymnastics because I met a lot more people there my age than what were at the church. Um, we did a couple other things. Like we did a co-op when we were little. We didn't do it for super long, but I did meet a couple people through there that I still talk to. Mm -hmm. Um, and then as we got older, we all started going to private schools and, um, have gotten old enough to where we've been able to actually go start hanging out with people at their houses that we met through sports or through schools. So, um, but I think the sports has definitely helped mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. So it helps just look for some extracurricular activities yeah. sometimes mm -hmm. just with that recognition that particularly if we homeschool and mm -hmm. we're in a smaller church or there aren't a lot of other kids, just that, yes. that, that kind of important and matters to you to, what are some ways that you saw your dad try to uh, invest in you individually and uh, deal with you all relationally, knowing that uh, for a, Really, for all your lives, your dad was not just a senior pastor, but he was bivocational and sometimes trivocational. 
Uh, my kids used to think he was so cool, and I tell them, I said, "Oh, I have my friend. He's a pastor. He teaches guitar and I think piano, and he does uh, martial arts teaching, and he teaches tennis uh, lessons and all this." And they're like, "Wow, you know, like, <laughs> Dad, you're just a lump compared to you know uh, Pastor Crawford now." But uh, uh, so obviously he was quite busy trying to because the church couldn't pay him a whole lot. So he you know, had to put food on the table and, and uh, let you not starve and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but were there ways that you saw your dad and, and mom, especially your mom and dad, or your dad especially, say, "I need to make sure that I invest in you"? Or were there times you kind of felt like um, church orphans? You know, uh, dad was gone so much, and uh, he, he wasn't there in the way. Or what did maybe share a little bit of that? I think that sometimes finances, even outside of like a Christian family, can get in the way of a relationship with their Mm -hmm. family. But um, it was definitely hard because he was gone a lot. And um, he did do some things that like he would take a day off where we would all go do something. Um, But I think one of my favorite like efforts that he made with all of us in a different way was he would take us out to play tennis. He would take us to coffee shops and like play cards. And those were like the times that even though he wasn't Mm. like there, he had those moments where he was getting to know us and like playing games that we wanted to play and having fun with us and um, it definitely made those like moments special mm. and made it feel like that he was kind of like it respect it made us respect him for working so hard for, oh, to great. get us stuff. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I definitely feel like he really made an effort um, when the times he was home to actually spend it with us. Like even after long trips, he'd go on, he'd bring us back little souvenirs and mm-hmm. gifts. Um, but since we were with our mom so much, it kind of felt normal. And whenever he would make an effort for those special times, it really did feel nice Mm. um something i remember him doing when we were super little um he would pick one night a week before we went to bed to spend 30 minutes with us and he would say okay go pick out your favorite book and he would sit and um let us practice reading and he would also read to us some um, just to kind of like spend individual time with us every single week. And I, I mean, it still sticks with me from when I was little because I enjoyed doing it a lot. Mm. So I definitely think just taking even just 30 minutes, you know, taking turns with your kids, 30 minutes a night to just spend a little one-on-one time with them. I, I definitely enjoyed doing that. Did you ever struggle with jealousy or anger or resentment at how often people's needs would arise and take your dad away? And, and like, man, other, other kids' dads don't have to, unless it, maybe their dad's a, a doctor or something where they don't, you know, like, well, if dad's home, dad's home. Uh, to know that the phone could ring or that uh, certain situations could come up that would sometimes mean that a planned family event didn't get to take place was that did you ever struggle with resentment or uh jealousy um well i think that because we kind of know what his job is and one of his job like uh, one of his smaller jobs of the big one is to take care of people Mm -hmm. and so i think that we just kind of knew and we didn't really think anything of it and 
I definitely felt, <laughs> sorry, a little bit of anger or resentment when I was closer to like the angsty 13, 12, mm. like teen age. Um, just because it was hard when, you know, sometimes it started getting a little more obvious that work was getting kind of in the way. But um, I think that now we kind of, or at least I do, I kind of understand where he is and what he has to do, you know? And of course, when you're younger, you don't really see what he's doing or who he's caring for. So, you know, we could think, oh, he's leaving on another family event, but he could be going and like taking care of a widow who just yeah. lost her husband, you know? Sure. So it definitely, but I think that when we were younger, it just, we knew that it was a part of the job. And so we just kind of let it happen. I don't know if it was you just, guys it kind of became like a routine. Like it yeah. was just kind of like, oh, yeah, dad has to go work. That just, it just kind of okay. felt normal. But yeah. then, yeah. But then as we started getting older, like I felt like there was like three phases. Like when I was little, it just felt kind of normal. And then I puberty hit and I went through the teen years and I was like, oh my gosh, he's, he's always gone working. He's got so much to do. Mm. And then getting to the adult phase and I'm like, oh, okay, I see what he's doing. And it just, I understand now why he's been working so hard. And yeah. Yeah. Um, It kind of was just something that you got used to. Like it's not necessarily like now that I'm in my teen years, you know, my mom's working and now my dad is the one taking me places and oh, yeah, doing right. all that stuff with me because he's the has a little bit more of a flexible schedule. So it's definitely not affected me as much as it has for them, at least. What are some like positive things, uh, things that are like this made it really fun? Uh, I, I You mentioned a little bit, you had an insight into the word, insight into the life of the church where they're what kind of perks uh, maybe did you get uh, as a result of being uh, the daughters of the famous, the world famous, <laughs> you know, best-selling author and uh, conference speaker? And were there any things that were like, hey, this is really cool. This is really nice I, uh, being uh, associated with your, your dad and his ministry. Um, I think it's been cool, especially since he's been doing more stuff for practical shepherding, um, because he's let us go on some of the trips with him okay. to some of the conferences. I went with him to Scotland two years oh, ago. That's right, you did. Yes, I did. It was incredible. That's great. Yeah. So it's been cool because we've been able to see like the impact he's had with his ministry, but then that's also nice. we've gotten to visit a lot of really cool places. So, wow. So yeah. you're all jealous that you didn't go to Scotland? Or what have you gotten to go? Where have you gotten I to go? I mean, been a, been I really... went to Puerto Rico and oh, that was fun. That nice. was one of the best trips I went on. And that's definitely one of the biggest perks is that he takes us on trips and sometimes he'll plan a trip and he'll be like, oh, I'm going to Florida. I'm like, why was I not invited? Like, where's my invite? <laughs> Claire, what no. about you? Have, you? have you gotten to go on one of these real cool ones yet? No. Oh, <laughs> man. I'll get there one day. But yeah. I I didn't really, like, I've gone on trips with him before, and it does feel kind of cool when you're behind the booth, you know, kind of helping out with everything. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm doing this, you know. Yeah. Um, but at the church, since we were, like, the pastor's family, we could kind of walk around the church. Like, we did not have to always stay in the sanctuary. Like, we could go in the game room or, like, you know, just yeah. walk around the floors, and I, that was fun. And you're like, yeah, we own this place. Yeah, it kind, yeah. kind of felt like that. <laughs> Somebody tried to say something. Hey, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Do you know who my dad That's is? That's exactly you know, what that was like. Thing. So good for yeah. you. <laughs> um, it's a little bit of a tougher question, maybe. Uh, your dad uh, shares his story as part of the big practical shepherding story of the 
the three firing attempts in his first five years, if I've got that correctly. Uh, you all were young then, uh, but there were times when people didn't always appreciate your dad, didn't appreciate his ministry, didn't appreciate what he's trying to do, and they caused a ruckus. And uh, it may, how did you see, let me ask you this from a couple of perspectives. How did you see that affect your dad? And then how did that affect you uh, uh, as you saw your dad at times suffering uh, in ministry or being, uh, I don't know if I want to use the word abused, that may be too strong a word, but that uh, people were, you know him, you know what he's like, you know what his heart is, you know what he's trying to do, you know, he's not trying to be a bully, he's not trying to be a dictator. Mm-hmm. How did that affect you? And, and um and did you know who these people were? And then what was that like to see them at church maybe? So maybe just share a little bit of that. I I feel like, um, I mean, honestly, I don't really remember any of it happening. Um, okay. I know we were all super young. I think by the time he got through all of those firing attempts, I was probably eight years old. Okay. So, um, but I think that they ended up kind of shielding us from it well enough because I think if I was exposed to some of that, it would, I mean, it probably would have been traumatic for me yeah. just remembering that happening. Um, but yeah, I don't really feel like it affected me at all. I don't know about the others, but um, the other girls, but I just, yeah, I don't really remember it very okay. well, but I can tell it's definitely kind of made him stronger. Yeah, Claire. I don't think I was alive when that happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like, if I was, I was a baby, so I don't, like, remember any of that stuff happening. No baby angst that you remember, no (laughs) extra diapers that needed to be changed as a result of that. Um, well, I, again, I wasn't, I don't remember anything from that, but, um, him suffering in the church, I think I've definitely seen that. I think he's just really good at hiding it because, you know, with this type of job you can't really just be like oh i've had a really hard day like you kind of have to keep it up for people mm-hmm. and so i've definitely seen him suffer and when he i've seen him have a lot of losses yeah. of church members that really you know were important and um i think that at some point with practical shepherding and all of his other jobs and the church i think that it was getting so much and that's when I started to kind of notice that it was kind of, he was kind of struggling. Um, and then when he, you know, left or retired, it you kind of saw him like get like himself back, okay. I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He definitely overworked himself. Um, yeah. And yeah. once he overworked himself, he still had to keep working. Yeah. So, yeah, I think once he finally ended up leaving um, the church, it was like, and he got to focus more on practical shepherding. It was a little bit more freeing for him. You know? but Abby, you used the word shield. You, you felt your dad shielded you from some of this. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, I mean, just from my own perspective, I think that's a, a good way uh, be, of, of, of talking about it. So it sounds like uh, he did not uh, just uh, at the dinner table talk about, you know, the Jones family or the whatever family and just say, you know, they're, uh, you know, so-and-so's digging into me. And they, mm-hmm. it's, um, so he, he felt like he shielded you from that. Did, did be, I think that's an important thing sometimes because, 
as I, I was talking to my wife about this the other day, that, that when we as pastors share something that's hard or struggle or a bad counseling session, it, it can give you a skewed perspective of that person. You know, that is like, it's the, uh, that's all you know about them is, oh, dad's going out and helping so-and-so again. They must really be pathetic or kind of a thing or the, and you, and you view them as they're, they're just so needy or whatever else. And your dad maybe has a fuller perspective of the good things in their lives and things that are healthy, but you're just dealing with this one, one hard, uh, hardship. Did you struggle at all with certain people in the church that you knew were like, you're the reason my dad's having a hard time sleeping, or you're the reason he's got a bit of insomnia, or he's got uh, an ulcer, and not that he had an ulcer, but you know, <laughs> Your dad has had some, you know, heart issues, heart or some health-related issues. Have you? Did you ever struggle with anybody in particular seeing them at church and not wanting to like step up and give give them a piece of your mind, particularly as you got older? Um. Well, I don't really think that like having an issue with somebody in the church or being angry at someone was because of my dad. I think okay. that at some points because. We all, at some point, after being there for, I don't know, I was there for like 14 years, I decided to move churches just to like better my relationship with God. And I got a lot of some very hurtful things from people in the church being a little bit judgmental towards that. And I think when things like that happen, um, I mean, I'm comfortable speaking my mind. I don't have any issue with that. But... Um, it's when those like small things happen, when people are judgmental, especially towards like the kids, which my dad did handle situations pretty well and kind of talking to people. But I think that we, as pastors, kids got a little bit of judgment when we decided to kind of do our own thing. So can you talk about that a little bit? What, what, what made you, what brought you to that place where you, you obviously you love your dad, you appreciate your dad and it's not like you, you didn't have any problems. You didn't think dad was a hypocrite or anything like that, where you had a but what made you think to yourself that I need to be out of this environment or that it would be healthy, healthier for me and better for my walk with the Lord if I'm can you can you share any of that? Yeah, I can. Uh, um so Brian if, if he can edit this if he needs to. Yeah. No. <laughs> Go ahead. Um well I well, I went to a private school and a lot of people in my private school said that they went to this church and I was yeah. like, okay, I want to go just to see what it's about. Yeah. And I really liked it and I don't know if it was because of the different type of service or it w- if it was because of the like relationship of like a pastor and a member and then like a daughter and a father. I yeah. think that that relationship can get kind of bundled up when it's you know a pastor's kid to a pastor um and i think that when i kind of i had a dual membership so i was a member of both churches it wasn't like i completely left but um i did ask my dad if if he was okay with it and he said that if it's what your relationship with god if it's going to help your relationship with god then i support you doing it Mm. and that was one of the you know best answers that you could do right and it wasn't the church is still like a Christian church. It wasn't like I was leaving right. to go somewhere like, you know, crazy, but it was. Um, <laughs> well, like you went to my <laughs> church. Like that. It would have been really crazy. Um, but I think that his supportive movement of just being like, it's okay to have a different relationship. It's okay to, you know, figure out what, you know, what kind of 
type of Christianity you like or yeah. what kind of services you like. And I think that since all of us, at some point, we went to a different church, I think um, it was because we had known we had known what he's doing. We've had the same services. We've had, mm-hmm. you know, a whole bunch of stuff for 10 plus years. Right. And I think that to refresh our relationship with God and to, you know, grow in it, I think it was the best decision for mm-hmm. us to find a new pastor just so that the relationship could be different. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about for you? Um, going off of what she said, whenever um, you go listen to the same thing for like 10 years and once you're a little kid you don't really pay attention to the services you know you're Mm. drawing in a like bulletin or something like that Mm. so whenever you get older and it's like more important to like listen to the services you can't because you just never did that growing up so that's why i think we all went to different churches later when we got older Mm. um because it gave us a new like setting for us to like it helps you pay attention more did you for you claire and ask i mean for you obviously you saw your sisters do it. I guess your uh, I don't mm-hmm. know what did Samuel do. Yeah. Samuel did it. Samuel's the first one. To pretty Samuel's much. first one. Okay, and I guess that did uh, as the youngest. Did you was it? Did you feel more influenced by your siblings, or was it? Do you feel like it was just kind of your own? That was definitely soul, that was definitely part of it too. Because then you see him go to these different churches, and they're talking about how good the services was, and I've been you know in the same service for over a decade, and I'm okay. And going, and then I would go to a different service with my mom, and then go to Auburndale afterwards. Okay. So it's kind of like, um, kind of sorry, um, it's like a refreshment, you know, from different services, it's like a new setting, and it's easy. okay. Interesting. All right. Uh, real quickly, we're going to be wrapping up here. So uh, when your dad retired after seventeen years there at uh, Auburndale, what was that? What was that like for you? Did, did you? You've shared a little bit. But you, you, what differences have you seen in your dad? What differences has that made in your, in your family? It was definitely weird um, mm-hmm. going to the last service there because we've all kind of grown up there. So when it was finally time to leave, it just didn't feel real. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely tell his heart has been moving towards practical shepherding, and it's been growing a lot. And um, I think it was definitely good for him because um, he was pastored at that church for a long time he's very faithful to it but i think it was good for him to kind of step into the role of like doing practical shepherding full-time and because i can tell he really does enjoy it not that he didn't enjoy pastoring he liked pastoring there a lot but i can tell yeah Mm -hmm. this is a good Mm -hmm. place for him yeah i mean it was just a lot i said that before that it was just a lot for him even if he he would never admit it and be like oh this is too much but like we could see it in him and I think that that movement from at least being able to focus on one thing instead of doing two things and like half, like I think that putting his full effort into practical shepherding has been really good. Um, but yeah, definitely leaving the church was like whenever he retired was weird. Um, and I d- it didn't feel real. But then walking through everything, like the last time it was kind of nice because there's so many memories because it's basically our childhood right. is that mm-hmm. church. So, yeah, it was, yeah, mm-hmm. it was weird. Um, yeah, going what Abby said, he definitely enjoys, like, speaking. He d- yeah. He's definitely a speaker and he likes going yeah. up like that. So, practical shepherding is giving him a way to also go to those events and speak up too without having to have the weekly stuff. And he would come home from church and be, like, exhausted. And then he would go back to church later that night. So seeing him now, it's better.
What's a, did was your I own identity in some ways? I know you're getting older, particularly Abby here. You're you know, but uh, wait, you're you're over twenty. Are you over twenty yet? I'm not. I turned twenty in September. Okay, all right. I'm almost so, there. <laughs> all right, yeah. So, and my daughter turns thirty. My oldest daughter turns thirty in September. So, um, your identity, part of your identity, growing up, was when you'd say, "Tell me about who you are." You would say, "I am a pastor's kid." So you're not saying that anymore. Um, does that feel weird? Does that feel different that, oh, I'm not a, I'm not a PK. I am a former PK. Uh, yeah. Definitely different. <laughs> it is definitely different. I still in some ways feel like I'm still a pastor's kid because we've just continued grown up ministry. as pastor's kid. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and continued in ministry. Yeah. It is definitely different. Um, yeah, I have not noticed that I'm not a PK anymore until you said that. Counseling now afterwards. So. Um, one final question here. Uh, there's there's some a lot of hopefully a good number of fellows listening to this. If you could, if they said to you, "Hey, help me. What? Give me give me a word of advice to help me to love my kids so that my kids." Uh, or an environment best I can help it, where they they are my kids in my church, where they can learn to love the church and love the God I serve, and not build walls or not resentment. What 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 help could you give? What would you say to him to? Um. So, one I have like two things. Go ahead. The first thing would be, um, don't you know take off one day to hang out with your kid or like don't let work kind of get in the way but find something every single day to do something Um, with your kid even if you're out of town like Mm -hmm. facetime them Mm. you know if they have a phone text them ask them Mm. how they're doing um just kind of be there even if you know you can't because of finances or something just do one thing every day whether that's like a note Mm. or something right okay um and then i think the second thing, hold on, I had something, and now I don't. Hold on, somebody so else go. I'll come back. Ahead, yeah, yeah. Um, listen to your kids' needs. Now I know you're probably like, like, oh, I feed my kids. I like, you know, make sure they're no, doing no, well. No, but no, like, no. ask them how they're doing. Like, mm. check up, even if they're really young. Like, I remember feeling really overwhelmed with all the people at church because I was really introverted and shy. Mm. So just listen to what your kid needs and don't judge them for anything or any feelings they have towards God in the church listen and be open-minded to it mm-hmm. okay um i i mean definitely along with what they're saying is i definitely feel like it's good to set time aside to spend with your kids i'm noticing now since i'm working full-time that it's really easy to get swallowed up in work and just not have a life yep. outside of work um so definitely making the effort to just take 30 minutes a night to spend time with your kids is really helpful mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to think that I remember it. I remember it. Okay. Um, It's kind of like what Claire said, but um, if your kid, you know, wants to go to a different church or has, you know, a struggle or something, don't judge them, but kind of try to understand their reasoning behind and why. Um, Definitely... Because, you know, it could be hurtful being like, oh, they want to go to a different church. Like, I might be doing something wrong. But from our perspective, it was just because we just wanted something fresh. It wasn't like anything again. So I would say try to understand and ask questions of why instead of going and judging 
first. Yeah, they're not trying to rebel against you by going to a different <laughs> church. It's probably that they want to strengthen any of relationship they like want to have with God. So it's definitely mm. not them trying to go against anything that with All you. All right. Well, thank you, young ladies. Appreciate mm -hmm. it. Been a, I've gotten to see y'all grow up and. Uh, Claire's probably getting a little bit too old, maybe a little bit too creepy for me now to give, bring her cupcakes on her birthday like I used to do, <laughs> but uh, uh, I could always remember it was her birthday. Then the, one of the last times you brought me cupcakes, which was oh, really gosh. sweet, so I really appreciate that. Well, let's, uh, I'm going to have us uh, close with a word of prayer. Uh, Father, thank you for uh, Abby and Isabel and Claire and for uh, Samuel uh, up there in uh, Minnesota. Father, pray your blessing will rest upon them. Thank you, Father, for their serving uh, us in this discussion. And do pray, Lord, that these conversations uh, might be used to encourage men in ministry uh, in regard to loving their children. Pray, Father, that a, a generation of, of young people growing up in the church would, uh, would love the church and would uh, love the God of their father and mother and, and not be turned away because of uh, the busyness of ministry or uh, other matters that would uh, put a roadblock between themselves and the, and the Lord. Father, again, thank you for uh, the Croft family and how you've used their lives and their story to encourage uh, many others. Uh, use this time and bless it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.